Welcome everyone to another episode of the podcast. Before we get into today's episode, a couple of quick housekeeping things. If this is your first time listening, welcome. I hope you're here for a very long time and many more episodes. And if you don't do so already, please follow me on Instagram at felix.levine. I just recently started putting a lot more effort and time into my TikTok channel. So go check that out at Felix Levine on TikTok. If you're listening to this, make sure you subscribe as per usual. You can also watch the full version of this episode on YouTube by searching my name, Felix Levine, on YouTube and subscribing to my channel over there. So I think that's it for housekeeping today. So let's get into my episode and my guest today. She is one of the only two-time winners of Eurovision. She is one of the most talented artists in the world. Please welcome Laureen. And we're live. Lorene, thank you so much for uh, for coming on today. I'm very excited to have you in studio. And uh, thank you for po- coming to Brooklyn. I don't know if you're familiar with Brooklyn. Well, I've been here a couple of times. No, but no, you can, you can teach me about Brooklyn. I will. Because <laughs> I was afraid of like questions. Oh, you know Brooklyn. So <laughs> tell me something. No, I won't. I won't put you. I won't quiz you on Brooklyn. But uh, trip o- trip over here was okay other than the apocalypse that's taking place outside oh yeah yeah exciting times or scary it is a bit scary uh yeah weird Although, weird you see how i'm following you like everything you say i'm like yeah weird You're like scary yeah scary don't follow me <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to follow me the funny thing is like I, all my perfumes have this 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 <laughs> smells like this or for me i went out i'm like mm, this smells like me i like this <laughs> but I saw it yesterday and I was like, this is a very strange mist, you know, since I'm a nature person, I'm like, this doesn't look like a mist. Hmm. Yeah, it's a little, it's a, it's a little uh, different, but hey, here we are. Yeah. How long are you, how long have you been in New York for? A couple of days. Okay. Um, we, we came two days ago. Yeah. So and I think this, I think this is my third day. I'm not sure. And you just found out about five minutes ago that you only have two days less than you originally. Yeah, which made me very disappointed. Like, I don't know <laughs> what I, I that. feel about that. <laughs> I like it here, though. Talk to them, maybe extend it. Yeah. Why not? Extend it. Um, I told you a few seconds ago, is there a little tidbit, a little story, a little something the world doesn't know about you from what's already out there? What's already out there? You know, I'm like an open book. I say everything. <laughs> like, and, you know, once I said everything, there's nothing left to say. But uh, wait, well, yeah, well, I do have, uh, well, you know, Sweden, I live by the, by the, by the sea and well, I have this morning routine that I, first thing I do, regardless of what weather it is, I go out and take a, a dip in the ocean. And when I say it doesn't matter if it's raining, of course, if it's ice, snowy, like really cold, I won't go out. But there are moments when my neighbors are like, are you really going to go out? Because it's really cold in the water. Are you sure? I'm like, I'm doing it. <laughs> I am doing it. <laughs> so it doesn't matter if it's, there's no circumstance in which you won't do it. No, sir. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I will do it. It's just like I have this thing that I'm like, this is medicine for my body. This mm-hmm. is a really good way to wake up, you know, uh, I think so at least. So, yeah, I take that dip with my dog when it's really cold. I leave him in the house. I'm like, you're not coming with. This is too dangerous. How many minutes do you spend in? In the water? Yeah. Depends on how cold it is. <laughs> like, you know, but, uh, well, just a couple of minutes. Like, seriously. not some, When it's really cold, it's just like, dip. Oh, I'm freezing my ass off. And then up. And Interesting. Then how long have you done this for? Years, you know. Um, well, at least four years, I think. More than that, actually, five. Yeah. I like that a lot. I feel like, especially now, there it's all become quite trendy, these ice baths and ice tanks. and Yeah. Um, but it sounds like you, I, I think, were ahead of that trend. Yeah, it's something, you know, you just, sometimes you do things and you don't know why, but the body knows why. It just, when you're longing for certain fruits and then you find mm-hmm. out, like, oh my God, I was missing those. <laughs> The, the the anti what is it called in English antioxidant like whatever but I mean antioxidants the, antioxidants I think yeah. is that how you say it Walter says yes so Walter I say yes. Says yes whatever Walter says 
And then you realize later that, oh my God, my body knew before I knew that it needed this. So, but I guess it's good for the immune system to have these, these baths, you know, and really cold water. Yeah. And do you, is there anything, cause I was watching um, one interview you did. There's actually oh, something. What, there, what did there, I say? No, there's something you do before you go into the ocean every morning. Do you know what it is? Something with your toes. You yeah. Said, you twinkle your toes. Yeah. I mean, she, yeah. They asked me. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> there you go. Something like that. Yeah. You well, do it better than I can. Me, what is the absolute first thing so? you, you do? Like, I mean, open my eyes and like, okay, this is what's going on. What's happening? You know, waking the body up. And that's, yeah. What What are some of the first thoughts that generally come to your mind when you wake up? Oh God, what a really good question. One first thoughts, you know, usually I just listen, what are the sounds around me, you know, and and usually it's either birds, because those are the ones that wakes, they wake up first. So I, I live clo very close to nature. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I guess that's the first thing, like, oh, those fucking birds again. <laughs> do you... I'm just kidding. Do you <laughs> try them. to find when you're like on the road, uh other ways to go into like a body of water first thing in the morning or it's only when you feel like you're at no, home that you, you need can, to do I, that no you can shower you, i mean you yeah. shower in cold water so you shower in cold water as well i do that yeah i think you I know, of course of, of course i end my shower with cold water that's how i do it so okay. i clean myself up and then like okay and then i do a little bit of a scream like oh my god no why am i doing this no <laughs> But you feel so alive after that. Like it's just it's just unfair. Do you feel do you feel alive when you're performing? Is it the same kind of alive or a different kind of alive? It's a different kind of alive. I, I feel very balanced. It's like a Zen mode when mm. I perform. It's like there there is this in between space like when you or when you sing. I don't like to say perform because okay. it's not the actual performance when you're singing when you're right. really in it. Um there is this space, a very balanced space where the mind is not involved that much. And when the mind is not involved, there is actually no pain, nor happiness, mm. nor nothing. You just like, whew, everything is just, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. And it's a beautiful space to be in. It's when after a performance, it's almost like waking up from a dream, like, oh, yeah, oh, here's my bow. Oh, I have some aches there, and I have these thoughts, and oh, these parts. It's just a roller coaster of everything. But uh, in that in between part, like that moment, those minutes, or it's just like, it's almost like a meditation, but with a lot more energy. And it, like, it's just. Well, it's interesting because I feel like I've had um, some musicians or other performers and. I've never heard anybody describe it as like a zen, calm state, which is interesting because, you know, especially when you watch you perform or mm. um, other performers, you imagine that it could be more chaotic maybe or nerves or mm. do you, when is it that you turn on that zen state? Is it right when you get on stage? Is it right beforehand? Because there has to be. I don't turn it on like that. I don't consciously turn it on. Right. It just happens. It just happens. So basically, like, because it's interesting when we're nervous, when we feel fear, because mm -hmm. being nervous is feeling fear. Like, oh, right. what if I fuck things up? What if I, what if I, what if I, what if I, 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 me, me, I, I. That's the ego talking. That's the mind, you know. It, you know. Uh, but... For me, the moment I hear a sound, it's just, it's very interesting. It could be a, mm, like just a tone. Then all of a sudden, na organically, naturally just switch, you know, and then I'm somewhere else. I, the moment I start sing, singing, you know, I'm just in another space and the ego is not involved. Because when the ego is involved, I'll start thinking about, oh, how do I look? Mm, right, right, mm, right. Look at me. Mm. While I'm performing or while I'm singing, it's just it's not real anymore. And I don't know what to do. <laughs> you know, I don't know how to perform. Like, do I? Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's very. Are there other situations where you're able to remove ego from a moment? 
that I mean singing or being in a in a in a in a sound world. Yeah. You know, because it's it's about I guess sounds around you, like you know. That space is the most efficient. It just takes me straight to that place. It just like it's just it's been like that since I was a kid. You know, we have our different ways to get to that. You know, some people they they do it when they're ironing clothes or washing or just doing something on repeating ding ding and then they're there like oh and the mind went if there is any other situation where yeah if i i'm just gonna sorry hey a tiny bit yeah i guess if i'm physically active like brutally active like where it's i yeah there's so much going on i'm like heavy physical activity Mm -hmm maybe but it's not as it's not as beautiful as if when you're singing or when you're in that space of chanting or in the sound space does the does the zen or that like i guess i call it zen but i mean when you're balanced when you just the, you just you and nothing else like so in that in that balanced moment do you feel uh do you feel happiness like what is what is the i guess the emotion tied to that balanced state if there if any that is such an interesting question really because happiness that's a peak like right. you know ah but this is so funny that is intense energy right. this is a different type of I, I would call this the real happiness because it's it's not that top like where you feel you know hyped mm-hmm. it's it's more of a you've con- not content either like the thing with happiness is just a different energy this energy or this space is more fulfilling it's almost like you feel at peace I'm at peace but also we're great like you know whoa this mm-hmm. is a lot you know it's a it's very, i think it all it exists in all of us like when we realize that this body is pretty small and we're very much more than this body. Right, right, right. Almost like that, you know, and it's not it's not the happiness nor the sadness. It's nothing, but it's everything. Like, you know, you feel very powerful in this Zen mode. Like a l- Does a level, that make sense? Yeah, a level is there a level the of Aquarius is like I'm trying yeah. to understand this. No, I, I love <laughs> I, I love I love this. Do you uh, is there a level of adrenaline rush as well? Because people some for some I've heard it described as an adrenaline rush, mm. but it sounds like the way it happens at least uh, with you is I, I guess I attribute balance to more peaceful. So therefore, I think sometimes peace can be the opposite of adrenaline so i'm kind of curious if you feel like it's one of those highs that you experience it's funny because it's peaceful but it is powerful right like you know it is it's yeah it's not like you know because when you meditate you're like and you're in this like peaceful space but this is very powerful like it is it's like a peaceful atomic bomb so i don't adrenaline yes sometimes maybe I haven't thought about it. Do I get a rush? Mm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when when did you start? So you, this mm. is when you were very young. All of mm. singing, perform. Was there any other kind of arts involved in your I, life? Well, you know. I wasn't a performer as a kid. I wasn't the type of child that went like, look at me, now I'm dancing. Like, you know, for me, I was raised in a huge family, a lot of siblings and one mother, you know, raising us all by herself. So for me, um, singing, not even music, just singing was a sanctuary for me. It was just something that I had for myself because there was a lot of things going on at home, you know, like, can I get my space? I need my space. How many siblings total? Um, At the time, we were six. Wow. Today we're eight, so <clears throat> yes. <laughs> no, so so it started in a, on, at a very very early stage for me, but I never thought that I was going to be an artist. I didn't have that I that dream or you know 
that came much later. But so, yeah, I, 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 I found music and I listened to a lot of LPCDs. Is that how you say it? L That's like these big discs. How do you say oh, it? Oh, um, uh, vinyls? Big, vinyls, yeah. That's what I said. I said <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll just edit that one out. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, my mother had a lot of vinyls. I don't know where she got them from, you know. But anyways, like, so the vinyls we had at home, those were my teachers, basically. That's what I started to listen to music. And, you know, repeated whatever I heard, you know. But it was still just for me. I didn't think that I was going to be an artist. It was my, that was my space. So I, sometimes I could, like, I, I could, um, find spaces where the acoustics were nice like i play hooky from school and i went to the church and you know <laughs> closed the door the priest saw me but he let me <laughs> and i just like <laughs> sang for hours you know did you know at that point that it was something that you would want to do with your life no i just you know at that point i just knew that there was a uh, that that was my language mm. you know that time, you know, you had these ideas. Oh, I'm going to be a doctor or, you know, these things that have been projected on you. Like, yeah, you should be a, you should be a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, I should be a lawyer. <laughs> you, know, sing, you know, singing was just... But after a while, things happen. Certain events happen in my life. Usually it's like that, you know. Seeds are planted by different people. My, my grandmother, for one, you know, where she had a, you know, a mindset where... She believes that when you have a gift, it's not only for you, you should share it. And that's mm. when, while when my mindset, I was like, this is, this is just for me. This is mine, you know, being in my own space all by myself. I could just shut the door to the bathroom where the acoustic and closed, uh, shut down the lights and just sing for hours. That was me as a kid. I was a very shy kid, but uh, no. So these seeds were planted, you know, and uh, when I got 17 or 18, somewhere like there, I started thinking in terms of maybe I should share this. Mm. Maybe this is not only something that I should like. That was when it started. Was the your your grandmother's um, words of wisdom? Was that the first seed that was planted? Of that, I think, yeah, yeah. And then there was another seed that was planted in school. You know, because I used to sing in corridors when the kids went. You know. Ta -ta, and I'm like, ah, because you couldn't sing all, at home all the time, you know, you couldn't, yeah. So, uh, yeah, she, she heard me and she was like, maybe you should share or mm -hmm. like, have you thought? She was actually American. Deborah was her name. Yeah. That sounds very American. Yeah. You should join my choir. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I should Wh not. Where was this? <laughs> this was in Sweden. This was in a city called Westeros. Okay. Uh, yeah. Do you know it? No, I don't. <laughs> where, where, whereabouts is that? Oh, that's like two hours from, no, one hour from Stockholm. From Stockholm, capital, okay. Yeah. Small city, not a big deal. And, and once you got to, to the ages of 17 or 18, that's when you really felt like it could be more? And yeah, I guess. But it scared the shit out of me. I was like, how am I going to do this? Like, I don't know how to, I don't even know how, how a microphone works. Like, mm -hmm. how do you produce what do you do you know i just knew that i i guess this is what i'm supposed to do that's what i and uh but it's funny like when you send things out in the universe and you don't know how it's going to work but life finds a way and my first step was actually my sister my my, my baby sister she's a gemini by the way <laughs> much trouble so much trouble <laughs> like you know <laughs> but anyway she's like there is there is a they're casting for uh, the idols like what is that you know i didn't know stuff like you know and so she pushed me into like you know doing and i was shitless scared you know i've never performed in front of people ever you know so but she made me go there you know she knew how to you know mm -hmm. you're you're chicken you know she started talking to me like mm -hmm. that i'm like no i'm not i'm not <laughs> so she made me so she made me do it yeah do you think without her pushes you wouldn't have done it i wouldn't have done it no most definitely i'd be like I, you know yeah she, this this woman do you thank her 
oh, she thanks herself. She's like, you wouldn't be whatever you are if it wasn't for me. I'm just saying. I'm like, okay. <laughs> True story. Like, yeah. But I think if if I'm allowed to be a bit spiritual, I think her, that is her role in my life. Because mm. every crossroad, she's always been the one pushing me in a certain direction, almost like a guardian angel, but very annoying. <laughs> I'm sure yeah, she'll well, love that's, that. You know, that's the only way to get me to do certain I can things. tell she's your sister. Yeah, <laughs> you know, she's so annoying. It's crazy. But every time she comes and saves my ass, like it's crazy or pushes me in a direction that I need to be pushed. You know, otherwise I won't do it. Like, I don't understand why. No. Is it, is the, when you say I won't do it, is it indecisiveness or is it, um, fear oh that is such a good question all these good questions this is a deep lovely conversation thank you well uh it could maybe subconsciously be fear i don't know it's just that i you know sometimes you have an idea of like okay my path is this and this is how it's gonna go i'm gonna do it this way Mm -hmm. but maybe the universe and other plans for you you know so it could be just having an idea of like, no, I'm not doing the idols. I am doing it this way. But it's the idols that is going to, it's going to do certain things that will lead to other things and so on and so forth. Because the interesting thing with idols was that it was one of the most painful um, times of my life because I, I didn't know anything about the industry about how to produce. I hadn't even heard, I hadn't even, I didn't even know my own voice. I didn't know I was sounded like, you know, you have mm. to know that I, I went from singing in my bathroom to like standing in front of people like, okay, faking it until you make right. it, I guess, you know, but that was so painful. So, but it triggered certain things in me because after that, I decided that I'm going to learn everything there is about my voice. Mm. I'm going to learn how to produce. I'm going to learn the industry. I'm going to learn to tell it, even how you create reality. So, so, and so for years I practiced, this was my school, a school of life. <laughs> yeah. Did, so it's interesting. Did you, did you fear like what would happen if the singing didn't work out? Was that ever a thought process? I mean, it was, but I didn't care. I, mm-hmm. I went on anyways. I was brought up that way. You see, my mother, she was she was very young when she had me. And uh, her circumstances was worse than mine. And she made it. So she was always this person I looked on like, okay, if my mother can make it, well, I, I, I honestly have to make it. Otherwise, you know, it's embarrassing, right. you know. So, so I think the thing, one thing that I've got from her is like, I guess it's like, I don't take no for an answer. There is no such thing. Mm-hmm. To, I just don't give up. You know? But when you, when you don't take no for an answer, do you ever think that, that maybe you're, you're, like it's funny because when you're talking about earlier about having your sister kind of push you at these different crossroads, mm. perhaps that a certain circumstance could actually be showing you the route that you want to go or that you're more destined to go. Because I think that there's a big spirituality, um, yeah, aspect to you that you've talked about in previous interviews that yeah. we'll touch on in a second. But more like, do you do you do you believe in kind of the the spiritual aspect or the fatalistic approach when it comes to making decisions and what's a fatalistic what does that kind of like that everything is predetermined well it was either that or or that or i guess it's just that do you think everything is predetermined well i mean i hope not 
I believe that there are crossroads in our lives where we can right. decide like going right or left and depending on which way we go, you know, mm-hmm. there are things. Um, because the moment we start saying that things are predetermined, then we do we have a choice in that or like, you know. Well, that's what I'm saying, because then the, the no's and the, and the crossroads ultimately don't matter. Yeah. And then the whole concept of free will just like totally vanishes mm-hmm. so my answer to that is like no i don't think so i just think that there are like ways things can go and uh yeah we decide whichever way we want to go and our life forms to to that do you usually trust your gut on those I've, decisions i've learned to trust my gut Oof. i've uh, there are moments in my life where i haven't because I have a really strong gut feeling. I think we all have. The more we listen to it, the stronger it gets. But uh, it's, I've, you know, many times in my life I've had that gut feeling. I didn't listen, and life just gave me such a, like boom, boom. like yeah. Uppercut. And those were needed. Trust me. So it came to that point where I'm like, nowadays when I get that gut feeling and I really want to go, not go on my gut feeling because it's just. You know, I guess it's like management by fear because I'm like, ooh, if I don't go on my gut feeling, it's going to hurt. Like, right. no, I have to go. And then I go on the gut feeling. But are you scared? Are you scared of some of, well, even before that, what what do you fear the most in general? Um, I, I guess my biggest fear is to, to, to live a lie. Or to live somebody else's idea of what I'm supposed to be. Because, you know, you want to experience freedom. And the only way to experience freedom is to be completely, I was going to say fearless. But, uh, well, you just want to explore yourself. Don't you want to explore yourself? Mm -hmm. And for that, you know, you have to question things. You have to get out of, like, I guess your comfort zone. Well, it's interesting, too, because I feel like when you're talking about uh, how your sister's pushed you at those different crossroads, mm-hmm. in a way, not that she's the one making the decisions for you, mm-hmm. but that's obviously somebody that's going that's influencing a decision on your life, yeah. um, which maybe kind of counteracts what you're saying now, right? Where it's, yeah, which I just think is more interesting than anything, perhaps shows, A, your relationship with your sister. Which yeah. seems to be very um, loving <laughs> at its root. Yeah, it really is. It really, it really is. But I mean, I guess the only way to develop is to go through those like painful situations. You don't always choose them, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's necessary. There, I mean, that's. It feels like it's like. Uh, law of nature. Like the only way to really grow <laughs> is through that. Bloody pain. Yeah. Uh, yeah, to get rid of that fear. It's like, you have to just go through that. Does experiencing pain scare you? I mean, I think it scares everyone. Um, or I guess future pain. Yeah. It's crazy because pain is just, it, a fear is just a big fucking illusion. Like, it's yeah. just an idea of what right. possibly, maybe could happen, but it probably won't happen. So, it probably isn't that scary. Like, it's just... <laughs> It's, it's a just weird an one. idea. It's a weird one, yeah, isn't know. it? <laughs> you know, ah, yeah. What is, so, you know, because you've spoken about um, spirituality as something that is a part of your life. Well, like, what is spirituality for you? I guess, I guess it's uh, believing that there are so, there's so much more than I guess there's so much more than what we see, smell, taste, hear, that, you know, intuition. Uh, there's a reason to why we're here. I guess that's spirituality, you know. Um, you, you, you really ask me interesting questions. <laughs> like, what is spirituality? Like, it's like, ask me, what is the meaning of life? I'm like, huh, okay. <laughs> I, I like, I look, I, I, I'm very interested by the way you think. So I think yeah, it's. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, spirituality. Yeah, it's. I think it's us. We're spirituality. Can I say that? Does it sound um, cryptic? That we are spirituality? Yeah, in our core. But what do you mean? 
I don't know what I mean with that. You should cut this part out. No, absolutely not. I refuse. I refuse to to unless you unless you really wanted me to. <laughs> no, I mean like everything is energy. That's what I'm trying to say. Right. Everything is energy. Right. Everything is connected. You know, everything's light. Uh, if right. you look at it scientifically, everything's light. So it just says a lot about what's going on. You know, I mean. Do you feel like with experience you become and life life experience i mean you've become more spiritual oh yes oh yes i mean to me this is just my own opinion i mean to me it's pretty obvious that life is just like one big beautiful school or test mm -hmm. like things repeating itself in your life you know it's obvious that we there are things we have to learn here you know and uh so yeah and you know if you really look close at everything around us i mean what we have around us is just it's very advanced and it's very beautiful right like just looking at a molecule there's so many layers there's so many things it's it's amazing you know how can you not be spiritual right. if you look, look closely like, right i was in iceland the first time I was in Iceland, just the most, most beautiful place in yeah. the world. And I'm like, my God, this is my living room right now. Hey. <laughs> it's like, you know, how is this possible? You know, who created this? I know. <laughs> it is pretty wild. It is. Do it's you, do you feel like music is? And I have to say, this is just our surroundings. And if you look inwards, how beautiful isn't that? Right. What is going on within just one person? There's so many things there. There's so many layers, beautiful layers to what we're capable of doing. And, you know, hey. Right. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> Do you feel like music is another kind of spiritual outlet for you? Yeah, it connects me with spirituality more. Mm -hmm. Like with me or with everything, you know. How do you go through, what is in general your creative or musical process you you mean how it how it looks yeah like you know from the inception of an idea for a song or um until it's until it's finished well here's the thing you know um some creators they have a very um clear idea of what they're going to write about mm -hmm. you know Oh, it's gonna sound like this. They're trying to like they're very controlling. Like they, oh, this is what's gonna right. happen. For me, especially today, I just know that the information is already there. So when I walk into a studio, you know, I just let it, whatever happens happens because usually it's what's going on inside. Right. You know? I just let it flow. The moment I try to control things, like oh, I'm gonna make a song that sounds like this, you know, right. it's just like it just the connection is not there anymore. You know, connection to you is not there so i mean it's and it's scary with some creatives that you work with they're like oh so we're not having a plan no there is no plan right. let's just go in and it will happen you know let's just trust that you know so uh so my creative process is very like not trying to control anything and once it's there recorded then you can start like okay right now we have a narrative this is okay this is the story that came out. Oh, I'm singing about this. Oh, interesting, you know. Usually you just put the microphone on, there is a vibe, there's a sound, and then whatever happens, happens. The story will be there. Where do you do most of your recording in general? In the studio. So <laughs> where, where, whereabouts, whereabouts <laughs> um, geographically speaking? It's been a lot in Sweden, but now I'm in London working a lot. Um, I was in Iceland just recently. Oof. I know. I worked with an amazing producer, very spiritual guy also. His name is Olafur Arnold. Like, okay. you have to check him out. Okay. That was a crazy, that was a crazy journey, darling. <laughs> what? It was what, so beautiful. What was crazy about that specific journey? It was just like, it was his, his musical landscape mashed up with my musical landscape. It was very, it was... And also where he had the studio, the whole experience was just like, when you went out of the studio and you looked out of the window, what you saw was these mountains just going into it. It was just like the whole vibe in Iceland is just yeah. 
wild and the music also becomes that because you're so influenced by all these things going on around you you know but he has this beautiful like musical landscape and it was just so interesting to watch our worlds just mash up together and what came out of it you know <laughs> yeah where do you feel Cliff like <laughs> <laughs> where do you feel like you're at in your musical career do you feel like this is or are you um i don't know do you do you search for certain different like inflection points or different eras of your career how do you assess um you know the kind of uh art that you're producing now what do you mean like how do i like i want to maybe assess is the wrong word but where do you feel do you feel like there's throughout your career different um chapters oh yeah and if and if so then what chapter are you in now or what era do you feel like you're in now oh, wow definitely different chapters in my life it's so interesting sometimes when i listen to the music that i've had like and things that i've created i'm like oh that was a part of my life that's an interesting segment oh i was dealing with those things interesting you know it's just a um i guess a reflection of what's going on on the inside right where am i at now hey (laughs) (laughs) hello so um uh, where I'm at now I mean musically I have this it just came organically and, and now I'm, I'm I'm watching it from outside there's a lot of heritage coming into the you know where I'm from my roots my nomadic roots mm-hmm. have been like it's been growing on me like for years now just certain things happening in musically or like live like i want to do certain things and then i realize later oh my god this is these are my roots these are my nomadic roots moroccan roots mm-hmm. you know coming in you know without me even planning it you know now so i have this need now musically i don't know if this is a- this is answering your question to add more of those influences for some reason i don't know yeah it's like there. Per- like more of those is it specifically moroccan roots or just nomadic roots in general moroccan i would say the north african roots right. yeah yeah S- similar like yeah yeah but my berber roots yeah we're from the atlas mountains and you know it's a way of singing it's a way of like certain i mean melodies that are there like so uh, certain sounds like it could be a sinti like which is a really cool um, guitar but it's not a guitar it's like a mashup of a bass and guitar like I really fell in love with that you know we just just yeah it's funny my uh, Morocco is probably one of my favorite places my mom and very dear to our family because my mom's uh, boyfriend is Moroccan oh yeah Um, so we've spent a fair bit of, of time over there so we're big really yeah where Mostly uh, Marrakesh and Esawira. Esawira? Yeah. <laughs> I've never okay. been to Esawira. No? Okay. My mom has. Um, oh. But I hear it's beautiful. It is. Very sandy. Where do you, where in Morocco do you, do you spend a fair bit of time there? Well, I do. Like when I, when I want to meet relatives, well, they live up north. When I need some time alone, I go to Marrakesh, like <laughs> down. But so, yeah, Rabat, mm-hmm. uh, Nador, that's like, it's it's like Agadir, like, so we come from the north part, but Marrakesh is beautiful. And especially if you drive up to the Atlas Mountains from right, there, I've heard. like, I mean, it's, it's just beautiful. Do you speak French? Je parle un peu, oui. On peut parler en français, alors. Tu parles français? Oui. Pourquoi? Parce que ma mère, elle est parisienne, elle est française. Oh my God. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's where my French stopped, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Done with the French. <laughs> Done with the French. <laughs> I'm curious, how do you, or even before that, yeah. is, is success important to you? And if so, how do you measure your own personal success? Is success important? Like, also a very interesting question. I've asked myself that million times is success important how i know what is important to me i just 
sometimes I just visualize, okay, Lorene, if, if success was so important, would you compromise your music? Would you compromise your look? Would you compromise your art? Can you imagine yourself doing that? But you'd get success. And the, the instant feeling I have in my body is a big no. And now we're just going to take a quick break to talk about my longtime sponsor in U.S. Wellness Meets. They just recently revamped their website, so everything that I'm about to tell you can be found at their all-new and improved uswellnessmeets.com website. At uswellnessmeets.com, you can choose from over 350 foods raised the way nature intended. That includes 100% grass-fed and grass-finished beef, lamb, bison, elk, and dairy. They also have pasture-raised heritage pork, wild-caught seafood, and pasture-raised poultry. These are some of the host of foods that you can find at uswellnessmeats.com where the owners are the actual farmers themselves. And now they've introduced a subscription food delivery service and curated sample farm bundles. Choose the bundle of food you want to receive every month and they'll deliver it right to your door automatically. It's never been easier to serve your family real, honest-to-goodness food without the junk. U.S. Wellness Meats is the choice of championship sports teams, professional athletes, chefs, world-class trainers, and families just like yours all over America. Use promo code PODCAST, that's P-O-D-C-A-S-T, to save 15% off of every order at uswellnessmeats.com. Now let's get back into it. The, you know, whenever I try to visualize compromising for success, I just feel like a big, heavy, dense feeling in my body. Mm. And that's how I know what's important for me. Of course, everybody wants success. Everybody wants want people to like what you create, I guess. But uh, if that didn't happen... Uh, and I got to create what I want to create. I would still be happy. But how do you how do you measure what success is? Success is um, like what's your metric? I think success is being true to yourself, having a really good relationship with yourself. You know, knowing yourself that is success. Doing what you love the most. No, not compromising on that. Mm-hmm. No. You won't enjoy success if you don't have a good relationship with yourself. So I, I guess I measure success with being true to yourself. And the reason why I say that is because I have compromised and I've got success from it. And I'm like, this is not nice. I don't like this. But I got success. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it wasn't interesting. How have you worked on your relationship with your with yourself over the years oh yeah yeah every day how well i think you know being very honest with yourself and maybe a bit um uh self-critical mm-hmm. i think that one is really important some people be like you're too, being too hard on yourself but no i'm actually giving myself power i need to you i with me, I look at situations. I try to look at them as as honest as possible, so that I can change myself if it's needed mm-hmm. and become better. You know, and it's not for anybody else, but for my for me. So whenever I get I don't know, constructive criticism or criticism, I take that information. I, I you know with myself be like, is is there any truth in this? And is this good for me? Like the these behaviors that I have, or like what it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, what was the question? How how you've, uh, I guess, done the work on yourself mm-hmm. more or less over the years. The yeah. ways in which I you've think gone that's about one it. efficient way to 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 work on yourself. And you have to, and I've also like I've been very much uh, alone with myself, you know, taking time away from information and, you know, people and just, and I I think that's a scary thing for us to do today, Mm -hmm. you know, being by ourselves or alone. We don't like that, you know, but there's a, a lot of things happen when you're sitting by yourself and not doing anything, no games, no telly, no 
mobile, no writing, no nothing, you know, just. What, is, what does that look like? Is that like a. It could be a meditation center where you're completely quiet, like for, for days. What's the most intense, like when I say intense, the most, uh, yeah, intense experience that you've had with being alone with yourself? The first time I was alone with myself. That was the that was the most intense one. I was like, I feel like I've talked about this. These guys know about this. I'm sorry that you have to hear this again. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think the first time I was alone with myself that way, like intensively, not doing anything. That was a meditation center when I was like, how old was I? I think I was 22 or 23. It's called Vipassana. Do you know about it? No. Yeah, well, it's a silent retreat. It's very simple like very very simple where you're and uh where you're not allowed to do anything but to meditate it's like they have guided meditations there of course teach you how to meditate how to be with yourself and uh the whole day you don't do anything but meditate and sit with yourself a lot of things happen like all you, you sometimes we think that the things that we feel see it just disappears like but it stays in our bodies, like memories, everything. It needs to be handled, you know, otherwise it's there. And it becomes like a stagnation in your system, basically. It won't leave your body until, you know, you really looked at it and got rid of it. Forgive and forget. <laughs> but I mean, so 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 my first time that I did a, a, a silent retreat for 10 days, I remember that the third day was pretty intense, you know. Because the mind, you know, on a lot of us, like the mind is out of control. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just everywhere in mm -hmm. the mind. <laughs> Sometimes when you look at yourself, when you just, <laughs> you know, you just look at your thoughts, you're like, oh, how many know. thoughts have you thought in a minute? Crazy. Like, I mean, it's like, it's crazy. It's out of control. It's like bouncing around in there. Yeah. That was the first time I realized, like, my God, our minds are like computers. And we just feed it with a lot of information, not knowing, like, what type of information we're supposed to feed with negative positive it affects the whole the whole very much so i learned that was the first time i learned how to like okay i need to take control like i need to control this it's out of, otherwise it's just it just flies away you know unpredictable yeah but that was intense how many days total is that 10 fully silent silent that that was the first time that was the hardcore one and then but the funny thing after the third day just something just switched like it was almost like the body mind accepted that you know wait i'm, I'm not gonna this is how it's gonna look it's gonna be like this you know mm -hmm. so we just accepted it and, and the fourth day was beautiful so i've done 10 days and then i went back and did 10 more days and i've done 30 days you know you did 30 days yeah. Fully silent. Fully silent. And not only silent, you're there usually in, and that is the whole idea, you know, because we tend to look for, you know, I wouldn't say recognition, but we look for validation, validation all the time from each other. Right. And, and on and this was the first time I wasn't allowed to look people in the eye. I had to be with myself. I had to respect other people's space. And they were so close to me. You cross people in the corridor and you're like, okay, I'm not supposed to look. Okay, not look. Interesting. You know, it was very interesting, you know. But it just taught, at least me, a lot about our behaviors, what we're doing, like validation, always outside of ourselves. Ah, you know. How are you supposed to know who you are if you're always outside of yourself? No. Information, information, blah, blah, blah. It's like, hmm. Do you like being around people in general? No, I'm <laughs> just kidding. No. I love people. Like I love being around people as long as it's authentic meetings. You, know? you don't see me on events like hmm, having a drink and like just small talking. I like to dive in deep. Mm -hmm. people, you know. Do you feel like people generally want to? diving deep as well or hesitant oh yes i i do i mean you know it's there there is no other way with me you know once we meet like you know if you're not interested in diving in deep or just being real right. it, it, you won't like me <laughs> 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 no <but> like 
but most of the times, you know, we like that, you know, diving in deep, you know, being here, being real. I think so, at least, the ones that are around me. Do you, because I think a lot of what you're, what you speak about in a lot of ways is, I guess, along the lines of manifestation um, to a certain degree. Is that something that you actively um, practice? The law of manifestation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm very much aware of it. Because like attracts like. We talked about it, me and my manager, actually. Was it yesterday? Yeah, well, it doesn't really matter. But um, yeah, I do actually think a lot about that. Like of what, what my thoughts are, because I know that whatever my reality is, or what I think my reality is, will become my reality, mm -hmm. you know, and whatever I'm like. So I become my beliefs. And if there's something distorted with my beliefs, then I know that that will manifest itself, you know. I'm a living proof of that. There's so many events in my life where I'm like, I don't even know how it happened, but it happened, it happened beautifully. Like, you know, things, um, like I just knew that I, I wanna be there. I don't know how I'm gonna become that or have that, whatever it is, you know. For many who would say, it doesn't make any sense to even dream those things, like, but it just happened. So I'm, I'm a very, uh, yeah, a believer of the law of manifestation. So, What are you, I guess, to wrap things up, what are you... Wrap things up? We're just getting started. Oh, what do you I mean, know, man? We, we got a time crunch for you. No. Right, what are we on? I'm just kidding. We're okay on time? You're an Aquarius. Oh, we're like, good. This is, yeah. Oh, we're good on time. <laughs> we don't got to wrap nothing up. No, I'm yeah. kidding. <laughs> Until they start yelling at me. Um, they should be. What are, what are some... Thank you. What are some active manifestations that... Uh, you're looking to put into the ether these days ether to the world what have you been manifesting as of as of late do you do like a do you do like a short term long term manifestation is it mm. cuz i think it's different for everybody yeah it is different for for everybody um oh wow Like, what am I? Well, I do have the need of sending out like some healthy vibrations through my creativity out in the world. Like, for instance, when I did the 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 Eurovision mm -hmm. performance, I mean, I had this idea when I said yes that I'm gonna create this performance that will send out certain energy. So I, for six months, like I, what do you call it? When you're generating a certain energy, you see a certain picture in your head, mm. you know? And the picture was that when people look at this performance, they will have these certain feelings. That was my, and these are just positive things, mm -hmm. like hope and just a connection to nature. There was a lot of things going on there, but I generated that energy. Like I saw that picture. You know, and I was like, this is going, it's already happened. It's, this is what's, you know, and it happened. Yeah, so what are my manifestations sending mm -hmm. out to the world? I guess just balancing things up. It's like I have this, there are certain truths that I want, you know, I want to send out. Like, for instance, that... Life is really what you make it. This is a really important thing, you know. And it sounds hard, but really, like, what we really need to change is our mindset, you know. I see beauty everywhere. Why? I'm not naive. This is what I see. And a lot. So, I mean, and my life becomes that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh 
<laughs> well, I wonder too, right? Like for if somebody is listening who perhaps struggles to have that um, that process of seeing kind of the beauty and mm-hmm. perhaps things that on mm-hmm. the surface feel dark. Mm-hmm. What what has specifically worked for for you in in kind of altering that that mind and I guess it's, yeah, well, I think like, you know, because I've been in that space where everything is negative. And what I've realized that it's, that's why why I'm talking about mind control. The mind is unpredictable. Mm -hmm. We're being fed with a lot of negative energy around us. The world is a shitty place. Don't trust anybody. Ding, 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 ding. You know, this is what we're feeding our our, our minds with, our computers with, Mm -hmm. you know. Like, not everything you think is reality. It becomes your reality, right, but right. is it really real, you know? Right. So what I'm trying to say is like, you know, there are ways to take control over your mind. Make sure it's beneficial for you, you know? Um, and I just feel like there's like, we, we work on so many things. We, we want to be stronger we exercise in the gym right we do certain things you know we want to we go on diets to become you know whatever and you know we make these changes in our lives to to for for the better but we think that you don't have to make these changes when it comes to the mind you have to work with the mind just the way you work with the, your, your physical body or with anything else mm-hmm. you know you go to school and you learn things right mm-hmm. so these are things that we need to to learn you know and the reason why is because that's the key to, to a certain like freedom like you know uh, a happiness like where you because the moment you look at life in a positive way you know the positive will come to you you know so what do you want from life this is a school that we you know is we we take it a bit for granted like you know no nah, it's just the mind <laughs> i'm the mind blah 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 like yeah well you know mm, it takes hard work though it's not like you just think about it and then it's there you know it takes a lot of practice especially if the mind is set on something else it's like a rehab you know that's what i said when i said that i went to a silent retreat for 10 days i mean those first days were painful because i was like and you had a feeling like i'm going crazy because the mind is just uh, it's in another place you know and you have to reboot it or just balance it up or just you know neutralize it do you feel like you are at a point now where you have significant control over your mind? Yeah, I mean, I, I I can see when it spirals away. I'm like, okay, then you're there. And I know I have ways, like very easy ways of just changing the whole. Like, like for instance, I say there are negative thoughts coming up. I'm like, excuse my language, but fuck this shit. Yeah. Yeah, I can do easy <laughs> things like putting on a comedy. Right. just hearing laughter or just right. laugh because the moment you you, you do that mm-hmm. the whole energy changes right you know you've been through like when you're in a you're in a in a fight ah and there's this energy going on and then the neighbor comes in like hi how you guys doing you're like and then you completely change your own vibration like oh you know because it distracted you so basically what i'm trying to say i, I distract my mind i don't let it spiral that direction because i know that that is just an illusion you know so I'm very like, there are simple ways to do it. But I know that my mind is in me. Your mind is not you. Yeah. It's like, you know, I know it sounds weird, but I mean, haven't you been in a space where you can observe your own thoughts? Yes. So who's observing the thoughts if you're the thoughts? Right. No, I, I actually, I, I relate to that, I think, as well. I think that there's, like, I love talking to myself. That always feels like I'm... <laughs> me with my thoughts you yeah. know so that's i guess that's that's one way that it manifests yeah. for me for me it seems like you as well so yeah, yeah but i i agree i think that it's it's weird yeah i mean well it's not it's not weird but it's 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 a it's an interesting one because you you realize that there is i guess different voices and different poles if you will mm-hmm. um and and I always grapple with wondering if the, you know, most, for lack of a better word, successful or um, 
mentally strong people are, are the ones that have the most control over their mind. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know if I have an answer to that. Mm. And I'm curious if you, if you see a correlation there. I guess. I mean, the first question that popped in my head when you said most successful, I'm like, what is success? Right. How do we define success? That's why I, what I, is success? Right. Is it, you know, I believe like the true success is being like as free as possible. Mm -hmm. Like if you could imagine how life would be if you didn't have any fear, if you're just totally free, like what would you do? Like, you know, that would be just a wild, that, it is a wild thought. Do you feel like you're anywhere near there? I mean, I come and go from that. And whenever I'm in that space of like, not caring, but still caring, like not giving a fuck, like the ego is not involved. Like, you know, I'm like, oof, this is nice. Cause you know, you're playful with life. You're just, it's just a beautiful feeling to be in. When do yeah. you feel that most? Like I'm, I'm in this space now. Right opening up, having this conversation mm -hmm. with you. This is a very uncontrolled conversation. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whenever I'm creative, I, and whenever I hang with corporate people, I'll be like, you know, you should see me. Like, it's crazy. Like, I'm like, you know, I'm like a big child just to change the whole energy in the right. room. Like, you know, I'm like, what, what is this? Like, you know. <laughs> I would pay money to see that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I walk around in the room like, okay, right. And I, you know, just do crazy do, stuff. But do you feel like everybody, like even like say like in the more corporate energy, do you feel like everybody has it in them to, uh, I guess, explore the psychological intricacies that um, you do? Yeah. That was determined, yeah. Yeah. yeah, most definitely. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, that, why I'm saying yes is because I come from a space where I wasn't there, and you know, and you know. So, most definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just about, it's all about just getting rid of certain illusions and, you know, ideas. Do you ever just take forgive and move on? That's what I want to say. Yeah. Like, you know, and just want once you forgive and move on, you know, you're gonna things will happen. Are you proud of the the work you've done on yourself? So far? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I want to say the work you've done on yourself is in like your own inner workings. Yeah. I mean I have a lot left, my God, Jesus. But, uh, yeah. I think the key is also to put yourself in really uncomfortable situations. If there is any uncomfortable situations that you feel like this, this is uncomfortable, you have to be there. I'm sorry, but that's where you have to be, you know. And life will put you there until you just go through it. Like, you know, it's like... If it is getting rid of a partner or just like, you know, quitting a job or whatever, like it, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> you have to do it. <laughs> there are no shortcuts. You know, I, I try to take those shortcuts. Just like, my God, I'm here again. <laughs> what? <laughs> why, God, why? <laughs> do you... And now I actually do have to wrap up because I was getting all the looks, <laughs> the good looks. So that, much fun! I, yeah, no, I think I you have these every things. everybody everybody wants you. So I think <laughs> you have places to be and people to see. But do you, when people listen to your music or listen to you speak, mm. or um, hear your name, mm. what do you hope that people think about? Well, I think I hope like oh, that they would think like um, oh, I like her because she makes me feel good about myself. I love it. No, and <laughs> and I mean, first of all, I, I thank you for taking the time today. But I think that that's truly, you know, even in this conversation. It's uh, 
I personally love the way you think. I'm very, and it's not even just about loving. It's I'm very uh, interested and and uh, and fascinated. I'm sure that a lot of people are as well. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that it's clear that through through your music and through the um, articulation of thoughts and experiences, that I'm sure that a lot of people feel very similarly. So uh, I know that uh, at least. For me, it's working. So I'm sure that for many others, it's working as well. So I know it because I felt it yeah. you know, when I came in here. I'm like, oh, this is going to be really nice. <laughs> well, no, I seriously, I mean, we could, next time we'll have to book up three hours. Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> next time you're in New York. But uh, thank you so much for, for taking the oh, time and uh, really my pleasure. Oh, the pledge was all mine. This was so healing, man. <laughs> hey, we should just reschedule Beautiful. everything else that we're doing like, and just continue sitting here because this is just like very healing. Yeah, it's so well, interesting. With Sometimes you meet people right. and you just open up. Don't think I'm this open with everybody. My God, I'm like, blah, blah, blah. just listen to myself. I'm, like, I'm, I'm seriously talking about my childhood yeah, here. Yeah. You know? But it's just... No, next time I think, you know, seriously, we'd love to, to book up two, three hours go through it go you know, through it your producer is like very funny oh, he, i have to cut this shit <laughs> <laughs> no it was great it was really nice awesome thank you it so was much really nice thank you